how the Lord proved himself faithful to Israel. Today in the Weekly Kingdom Outlook, let's go. Hey folks, greetings. We are only a couple days away from, it's Tuesday, you'll get this on Wednesday, and uh, so the 19th you'll get this, and we are two days from then away from Todd Bentley being with us at the Gate Church, and I hope that you are planning on being with us at the Gate Church. I am so excited. I'm hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry, and uh, I, I, I was having a conversation the other day with someone and he's frustrated and everything. I said, you're hungry. That's why. And when we're hungry, it manifests in all different ways. But but we have to understand, are you hungry? I am. I'm so looking forward to this. Also, man, we are getting people signing up for the uh, School of the Prophets. If you have not done that yet, go ahead and do it. What are you waiting for? It's free. Tuesday night, the 15th of February. We're going to begin at 7 o'clock at night. I am so looking forward to this. I do need you to register because I want to be able to send out stuff. Plus, I'll be able to text you um, links for um, uh, when we go to um, Zoom. And we're going to be able to do Zoom meetings on there because I can do breakout rooms so we can get prayer for everybody and things like that. Usually what I do every so often, I will maybe do a night where I'm going to do ministry. And I want you on there so I can see you and I can pray over you. I'm not a Facebook guy. So I don't go looking through your profiles or anything like that. You know, last time I did a, a, a training on the prophetic, I gave everyone a slot to check in on Zoom and I gave them all prophetic words. Man, I got so much feedback of confirmations and direction. I am a prophet. It's what I do. And I want to I want to teach you what I know about walking in the spirit. So that's coming up. So go ahead and do that. Text seven uh, text gate GSS to 77411. And if you're out of the country, if you should happen to be out of the United States, you could still participate because you can't do the 77411 number inside or outside of the United States. So here's the number for outside of the US 1904-906-2625. Let me say that again. 1904-906-2625, Gate GSS. You could text it to that. We have people that are all over the country are signing up. I'm so excited. I talked to, again, someone yesterday, and he says, man, I can't wait. He wants me to push up the date. I said, I can't. That's what we're set to, and uh, I hope that you are going to make plans to join us. Now, let's say you can't make it a week. That's okay. Let's say you just can't make it a week. Let's just say, man, I can't make it. Well, obviously, if you watch it later on, you're not going to be able to ask questions. You're not going to get prophetic words and all those kind of things. Um, so that's that's the limitation. But it doesn't mean you can't make up that week and check it out on the app. It will be up there and stuff like that. So don't worry about if you can't make it. Make the ones you can make. I got a student who she's going to school every Tuesday night. She's one of my church members. She's got college every Tuesday night. So she'll probably watch it the next day. You're not going to get the full benefits of it, but you'll get something out of it. And so, and then I'm looking to do something where we uh, do a conference. Uh, what I actually like to do is do a gathering of all of you on a Pacific weekend 
maybe at my house on a Friday night where we fellowship and have food and you can ask questions face to face and then maybe the next day we'll do some meetings together but and we'll invite everybody we'll open it up to everybody in the city that wants to come and you will be my students who go out there and prophesy and minister and pray for the sick and so I'm looking forward to doing that I'm really excited what this has really got me fired up again uh, to be honest with you because I love training and equipping all right Let's continue with our lessons on, um, by the way, you can go to, let me just finish this. You can go to the gatejacks.com website. You'll see school, or you can go to lewisdcn.com. It says school. Either one, you can go there and you can click on them and you'll get more information on this. All right. Hallelujah. Well, I got a great, I taught about the tide last week briefly. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the tithe again, but I'm going to show you one of the greatest miracles, one of the greatest deliverances of God uh, financially uh, when it came to the nation of Israel. And if you think God doesn't take the tithe seriously, you're wrong. <clears throat> you know, I, I, we're wrong if we don't think God takes it seriously. All right? And the reason is, is because, you know, the tithe does, listen to me, the tithe does support the priest. It takes time to do what I do. And, you know, when I had a job, and I did this all when I had a job, I was working about 100 to 110 hours a week. I gave up a lot of time with my family, which I could do for a short season. But if I had to do that for the last 20 years, I wouldn't have a family. And the Lord saw that, and he saw my faithfulness in my time, and the fact that I was dedicated to, I was going to do what he called me to do. He told me one day, he said, I want you to quit your job. And I said, why? He said, because I want more of your time, is what he said to me. And yes, I did get more time with my children, more time with my wife, more time with all those things. Probably saved 20 years of my life uh, as a controller. I probably, you know, there's a lot of guys who get really sick after they leave at 55 and stuff, and they're dead by the time they're 65. I feel that I saved my life, that God rescued me, because I was burning it on both ends, and it was coming to the middle. But I had to do that because the Lord had me doing both. But the season came where the Lord told me to quit. But imagine if you didn't give. This doesn't work. And you think you're giving. You know, sometimes we just want to give towards souls. But you know what? You have to take care of the priesthood. We're going to see it here and how God did Now, that gets people today are like, no, Paul didn't. Paul, there was only one place where Paul didn't live off of offerings or he didn't take up offerings. Didn't say Paul didn't live off of offerings. There was times Paul did have to go back to work. But then the Philippians and the Thessalonians, so did, we're going to do that one next week, okay? But it's the one place he repents as well. And I really want you to show you that it does matter how you take care of God's servants. You know, and, and when I got saved, I was not a giver. And then I became a giver. Like, I don't know. I mean, I was reborn. I was reborn in that moment. And, and I just wanted to give. And, and I, I looked up at every minister like you guys are you know, oh my God, God trusts you to stand in the pulpit. I I would, I, I even as I was going to a Baptist church for the first year, and I'm, I'm, I would go to church on a Tuesday at noon, 
and sit down with Pat Vaughn and Kenny St. John, who were two of the ministers at the church. They weren't the head ministers. They were one was education, one was evangelism. And I would sit down with them and talk to them about the scriptures. I was two months in the Lord. I was so hungry. I felt I, I was reborn. I, I was reborn in Christ Jesus. That's all I can say. Something happened in my life. And giving became a part of that. And I and we didn't have a lot of money, but I was going to give my tithe and my offerings. And you know what I started out with? I started out with my tithe and one more percent. That's all I could afford. And by the way, you know what that meant for me? I gave up cable. I gave up a lot of stuff I was spending my money on. I did. I didn't go. I didn't look at my bills and go, I can't afford it. I looked at my bills and said, what am I? We, we got rid of cable. We got rid of stuff. Didn't have it. Didn't have the money. Because it was important to me. Now, let's look at 2 Chronicles chapter 31. And we're just going to start at the beginning. Because I just don't want to talk about the miracle. I want to talk about the purpose of the tithe. And you got to know this. The tithe belongs to the Lord, is what Scripture says. The tithe belongs to the Lord. It is holy. Okay? And you have to remember, I'm going to give you the scripture for that. Okay? Because if you don't know that the tithe um, um, is the Lord's, and you think it's yours, <laughs> that could be a problem. So let me give you a couple of scriptures here. Leviticus 27, 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Concerning the, the tithe of the herd of the flock, of whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. It's holy. And anytime I take that tithe, okay, and I use that tithe for something else, it's no longer being used in holiness anymore. And I want to teach this because today's church thinks that um, the tithe doesn't matter or that it doesn't matter what we do. And I don't want you to be deceived in believing that. You know, these mega churches maybe don't need everyone to tithe because they have so many people, but usually mega churches attract millionaires and they have maybe one or 200, you know, very financially well-off people in a, in a, in a church of 13,000 or 10,000. And those guys do most of the giving, but they also get most of the blessing. That's the point. But they don't push it because they, they know, well, we'd rather just get a little bit from everyone. And it, it's a game in a way. But I'm not after the game. I'm after you doing what's right before God. Amen? Amen. Hope that, hope that means something to you, because it certainly means something to me. All right. Now, let's look at this. Verse, 30, verse 1 of chapter 31, 2 Chronicles. This is the reforms of Hezekiah. Now, when all this was finished... Okay, he's reformed. He keeps the Passover. He reforms worship or actually restores the worship in the temple. Now, when all this was finished, all of Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke the sacred pillars and pieces 
cut down the wooden images and threw down the high places of the altars from all Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, Manasseh, until they utterly destroyed uh, them all. Then all the children of Israel returned to their own cities, every man to his possession. And Hezekiah appointed the division of the priests and the Levites according to their divisions, each man according to his service, the priest and the Levites, for burnt offerings and peace offerings to serve, to give thanks, and to praise at the gates of the camp of the Lord. That's the tabernacle of David, 1 Chronicles 16. The king also appointed a portion of his possessions for the burnt offerings, gave an offering, for the morning and evening burnt offerings, the burnt offerings of the Sabbaths and the new moons and the feast, the set feast, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Moreover, he commanded the people who dwelt in Jerusalem to contribute support for the priest and the Levites, that they might devote themselves to the law of the Lord. And as soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of grain and wine, oil and honey, and of all the produce in the field, and they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. And the children of Israel and Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, brought the tithes of oxen and sheep, also the tithe of holy things, which were consecrated to the Lord their God. They laid in heaps, say heaps. God has heaps. Now, I want to explain this before I go any further on to the heaps. I want to explain what happened. Number one, all the firstborn in, in Egypt were slain when the angel when the uh, angel of God came through and the destroyer followed and the destroyer destroyed the people. And God says, when I see the blood, I will not touch your house. I will pass over you. That's why it's called Passover. But when God gets out of gets them out of there and he gets them in the wilderness, he now has a number, all the firstborn males and all the firstborn uh, of the oxen and everything. He says, they are holy and they are mine. But instead of you sacrificing them, instead of them paying for their sins like Egypt did, I now want you to count all the Levite men. And they do. And he said, oh, you're like this much short, and so you have to offer up this much silver to redeem them. You can read this. Okay? And then he says, now, he says, the Levites are mine. And the Lord says, I'm giving the Levites the tithe. In other words, I'm giving my ministers the tithe. Those who are called to do the work. You know, if we really all tithe, then we got out of the competition um, um, business because we're in the competition business and we need to get out of it in the church. We need to um, stop competing and start providing. We have big buildings with 40 people in it. And if we actually could work together, we might have big buildings with a thousand people in it, but have several ministers, but that's so hard to do. People can't do that. Cannot do that. So we're always competing. We're always competing. It's not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. And I'm not saying it's easy to do it the other way. I am not saying it's easy. It's not. It's really not easy at all to do that. It's very difficult to do that. 
Amen? It is. It's very difficult to um, be able to function that way. Because pride. and You know, this is what makes Bethel so great. That's why I love Bethel. Because Bill and Chris and the leaders there, how they work things out, they don't, they have fights. I remember, I remember Bill saying, Danny Silk, he goes, Danny Silk, the leaders of Vance, he goes, Danny Silk says, true relationships have conflict and they fight every now and then. And he says, you know, me and Benny haven't had a fight. And at this time, it's like 40 years. We haven't had a fight in 40 years. But me and Chris are apparently married and hooked. At the, like people don't think Bill and Chris have disagreements. It's not true about relationship, especially between two awful nails like that, right? All right. So I want you to understand what he's getting at here, okay? And he says, look, support for the priest. In other words, look, this is how it was supposed to be done. You, the people, were going to be blessed in God. Therefore, therefore, if the people would do what was right, they would continue to be blessed. But Israel always breaks from the tithe, as does the church, okay? Um, the church does it too. You got a lot of Christians who don't tithe. And they're, but you know, they're also what they're also upset at. They're, ups, they're upset that that person has so much wealth or whatever. And they want him to, well, you should just share all things. You put all yours in, and then we'll think about putting all ours in. You know, um, so we, we, need to, we need to understand that. Um, so let's talk about this a little bit and see what happens here. All right? Listen. <clears throat> as soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of grain and of wine, oil and honey, and all the produce of the field, and they brought in abundance the tithe of everything. And the children of Israel of Judah and dwelt in the cities of Judah brought the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of holy things, which were consecrated to the Lord their God, and they laid them in heaps. In the third month, they began to lay them in heaps and finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. And Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. See what was happening. Look, what was happening was once they begun to be faithful, they were getting blessed that they had to keep bringing the tithe. They had to keep bringing a tenth. It kept coming in and coming in. It's one of the greatest examples of a nation delivered from poverty is right here. So stunning what God does. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have plenty left. For the Lord has blessed his people. And what is left... What is left is this great abundance. It was the overflow of the blessing. Now Hezekiah commanded them to prepare rooms in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. These were called the storehouses. <laughs> Some people call the storehouse the church. No, the storehouse would be the bank. The church is, is the congregational. Yes, it's got building, but, you know, it's that congregation. <clears throat> okay? Now, listen. Then they faithfully brought the offerings, the tithes, the dedicated things. Uh, Kohenai and the Levite had charge over them, and Shemai, his brother, was next. 
And he gives all these names. I don't want to blow up uh, pronouncing them wrong. And they were over seers under the hand of Coraniah and Shammai, his brother, and commandment of Hezekiah, the king, and Azariah, the ruler of the house of God. Korah, the sons of Aniah, the Levite, and the keeper of the east gate, was over the free will offerings to God to distribute the offerings of the Lord in the most holy things. And under him were all these other people. His faithful assistants in the cities of the priests to distribute allotments to the brethren by divisions, the great as the small. Imagine if we had this kind of heart, that all the tithes were brought in. And you go, well, Lou, that's not free enterprise. I know. I know. But there would be so much abundance, we wouldn't have this issue. Listen to this. Besides those males from three years old and up were written in genealogy. In other words, if they could prove they were Levites and, and of the house of Aaron and Levites, house of Levi, they would get three years old and up. The males would get a provision. And Randy had taught me this years ago that what they would do is they would go and they go, my name is uh, Josiah, the son of blah, blah, blah. And he would be in the book and they go, yep. And he would get his allotment. And that's how he lived. That's how they were meant to live. The Levites didn't get, they didn't get land. They did get cities to dwell in in each of the tribes because they became. The Levites were responsible for moving the ark of the covenant in the tabernacle of Moses. But once they got into the promised land, Moses or Joshua has them go into, gives them, I think, three cities in every tribe. And they're there now to be the priest amongst the people, or should I say the pastors of the people, the ministers of the people. And they're, they are given a little allotments of land because they have cattle and stuff like that too. And they're in there living, but they're also, and when you start understanding the tithe, that there was a, there was a tithe, there was a tithe of the first fruits. There was actually a tithe that you were supposed to collect called the poor man's tithe. You would collect that um, every three years you would collect that. You had a tithe. They would take their priest to Jerusalem for the feast. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's actually four tithes in Scripture. One was every three years, and it came out to about 33% of your yearly income. And God would abundantly, but people don't know that. Okay, great book if you want to find that out about that. Uh, Institutes of Biblical Law. He pulls them out of all Scripture. Uh, you could get this on a PDF if you actually look at it. It might be online somewhere. Uh, I have it on PDF, so you can get it there. Okay. All right. My point is, is that why have we forsaken our tithes? And, you know, why have we not called out in the Lord and say, Lord, prove. Lord, bring your blessing on us. Well, he goes, okay, trust me. See, every... Every act of faith has, we call it like a prophetic action. Some, but really what it is, is an act of faith. See, if I believe God's going to heal the sick, then I go lay my hands on them. But if I believe God's going to financially bless me, then I give. Do you understand? Because I'm not in fear of lack. I give in faith. Amen? And, and that sometimes is difficult for some people, believe it or not. It's really difficult to do it. But you got to do it. I just, what I did, and look, we didn't have a lot of money. I got rid of cable. I got rid of some other things. Um, I started being more conscious of what I ate and how I spent my money on food. 
I did a lot of peanut butter sandwiches, and that was okay with me. But our, our goal was we were going to tie. Now, Kathy was a backslidden Christian and when, she, when we got married. And when I got saved, Kathy saw not only my character and all that, but my faithfulness before God. And eight months later, Kathy gave her life to Christ. We've been tithing since I got saved. It is right before God. And it is not an Old Testament thing. It's called the Scriptures. And those scriptures were given to you by the inspiration and breath of God. And they're for your correction, reproof, and for doctrine. That's why, they're, that's why it doesn't say a lot about it in the New Testament. That's why it doesn't say a lot about sleeping with the animal. It doesn't say anything. in the You know, the New Testament doesn't talk about what instruments to play. It doesn't talk about... Um, it doesn't talk about sleeping with animals. You know, people go, well, it's not in the New Testament because it doesn't matter. Really? Does that mean I could sleep with, have sex with animals? Because it's not mentioned in the New Testament. You know why? God wasn't throwing out the scriptures. He didn't throw them out with Jesus. He confirmed them. Not one jot or tittle from this law shall be taken away. So all is fulfilled. We still have a law called righteousness to walk in it. We just don't obtain our righteousness by obeying. We obtain our righteousness through believing. But because we believe, we now should obey because that's pleasing to our God. I love you. I hope you're having a great week. I can't wait to see you Friday night, Saturday for two services, Sunday for two services at the gate. Come on and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Bye-bye.